from Sedona, Arizona, it's Meeting the Masters with your host, Deborah Stengel. Welcome, everyone. I'm Deborah Stengel, founder of Sedona Soul Adventures and author of the book, The Journey to Happy, how embracing the concept that nothing is wrong can transform your life. Coming to you again from incredible Sedona, Arizona. And I want to welcome you again to Meeting the Masters. And I am so excited because today I have Christy Whitman back on with me again. Her first interview was so great, so wonderful, and she's just absolutely fantastic. Christy is a New York Times bestselling author and transformational leader. She has two New York Times bestsellers, and I think it's going to be a third one pretty quickly here. <laughs> With her new book that we're going to talk about, The Desire Factor, I can't wait to talk to her about it. She's appeared on the Today Show, The Morning Show, TEDx. She's also an incredible channel, and she has told me that we are going to be having a channeling today. So I am so excited about that. Christy, welcome back to Meeting the Masters. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back with you. And yes, it's going to be fun to bring in the council. So. Yes, absolutely. So Christy, let's go back to basics here. You are one of my favorite teachers on the law of attraction. So when people talk to you about the law of attraction, what do you tell them that means or what it is? It's just, it's one of the universal laws that exists, kind of like gravity, right? You know, we all understand that there's gravity and it just makes sense for us to know about gravity that if we're, you know, you live in Sedona, if you're hiking up the mountain in Sedona, you don't walk off the mountain because you know, you're going to go splat because there's this thing called gravity. Well, it's, it's kind of an important thing to understand and know as a human being. Well, so are these other universal laws. And one of them is law of attraction. And to understand that, it just understand that everything is energy and that all energy carries a vibration. That vibration goes out into the universe. And because of law of attraction, we get what we're vibrating out. And so we as a human being, we're energy receivers, we're energy containers, and then we're energy transmitters. What we transmit out comes back to us. And when we can understand this, that it's not the universe asserting itself, but everything is attraction that we, if we don't like what we're attracting, we have the power to change it. And that's, that's so freeing to know that. Exactly. And what I love about what you teach is that you really understand the energetic component, the energetic part of the law of attraction. It's like, you know, even though I loved the movie, The Secret, I felt like they really did not do a good job of talking about that and explaining it. So you talked about that a little bit. Will you talk about how the energy component is just so important? Energy is everything. I mean, really, when you think about it, we're, we, yes, are physical beings, you know, but we're also energy. I mean, the very breath that's breathing us, the heart that's beating is done by life. It's done by energy. And so it's essential to understand, like, how do we master our own energy and what most people, you know, and, and I love what you said about the secret. And yet that's where consciousness was back then. 
And it's an important part for people to start that conversation, right? It was like a good intro, but understanding watching the secret doesn't, it's kind of like, go, like going to kindergarten. There's so much more to learn, right? Understanding energy mastery is really like getting that master's degree. And even along the trail, you know, you go to first grade, you learn one plus one equals two, and then you go into second grade and you start learning, you know, subtraction, you, you learn as you go. And it's like that us for us on our journey of consciousness. And when we understand that it's not just about mindset, it's not just about visualization, it's not just about, you know, affirmations, that there's a reason that those are tools that we literally are all energy. And if there's any part of us that feels resistance, you know, it's up to us to go, is it, is it what I'm saying that's causing the resistance? Is it what I'm thinking? Is it what I'm perceiving? Is it what I'm feeling or not feeling many times? Or is it I'm taking action from a place of push and strive and drive instead of flowing with the energy? Because that's really, I mean, that's all we have, those five things. What we say, what we think, what we perceive, what we feel, and then the behaviors, the actions that we do. That's all we have influence on. And when you start to feel aligned in all aspect of, of that, and you're moving in that direction. Now, when something's off, you could kind of go, oh, wait, I'm resisting here. What do I need to do to get back in alignment with the very breath that's breathing me, that loves and adores me, that wants even more for me than I want for myself, that's blueprinted. We're all blueprinted, just like you have two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. Well, all humans do, right? We know that that's a dog. This is a human. We're blueprinted for a certain aspect and we're blueprinted energetically for our divine design of well-being. Our bodies are naturally, they know what to do to align with well-being for abundance financially, for success and for loving and supportive relationships. That's like our energetic blueprint. And when we're not resisting that, pushing against it, then all things materialize from a place of energy mastery. Exactly. So I know that you talk a lot about this in your new book. So let's talk about that. It's called The Desire Factor. So tell us all about it. I know I've, I've already gotten it actually. <laughs> and, uh, and I want to hear you talk about the seven universal principles, but let's just talk basically first about, about the book and what, and what it's about. So the desire factor, I'm, I'm showing a cover because you have to, it, this is a book you can judge by the cover because the beauty and the, the wave and the energy of it is this, this book is just infused with the council's energy. And this is, I, I've channeled all my books. All of them have been a direct download. Um, this one's super special for me because now I have this, you know, continuous partnership of connection with the council. And um, the, the download for this book actually came when I was on a cruise ship and a lot of my books, I have to go back on the cruise if I want to write another book, they all come through on a cruise ship. I don't know what it is. I must be the water. I'm relaxed. I'm open. And all of a sudden a book comes through me and I'm writing. And so this one started that process on a cruise ship. And I share about the story in the book about, I was celebrating a, um, an experience of who I became in a shopping experience with a purse. And so the book downloaded through me and then it was the energy stopped. And then I started channeling the council and then the energy rubbed back up. So I love that it's infused with my own personal stories of desires 
And the things that I have taught for the past 20 years, the things that I've implementing in my own life for the past 25 years, but now the council has taken it and put it in the exact order that the steps go. Because like most people, right? It's like, you can't learn everything at the same time. You have to learn a piece in order to, you know, understand how you can't do algebra if you don't know how to plus something, right? So it's like taking all the different puzzle pieces that I've learned throughout the year and putting them in the proper place, because that's really what most people struggle with is they have all these different puzzle pieces, but they don't have them in the exact place in the puzzle. It's kind of like if you have a padlock, you remember back in the days when we were in school and we had lockers and we had those locks, right? And yes. you have the, you get it in the exact numbers. And if they, you didn't, they wouldn't open how frustrating that was, right? There's a lot of people trying to work with universal principles and they're not opening up the lock because they don't have it in the right order. They're not, they're not tuning it into where they need to do. And that's what this book does. It's, it literally is a manual, it's a guidebook for people to literally manifest and understand this co-creative relationship that we have with the divine and, and what the desires are, you know, that they're given to us to move us in a different direction. They're like spiritual breadcrumbs along our human trail of turn here, go there, do this. And what lights us up guides us past our fears, past our doubts, past our worries, past all that other programming and conditioning. Wonderful. So can you tell us some of the principles? I can. Yes. Um, well, the very first one is the principle of alignment. What happens with most people is we get this download. It's like that ooh moment, right? It's like you, you, you think of something or, you know, kind of we're the receiver of the idea. The idea gets implanted and we go, ooh. And if we follow that desire, we continue to go, yes. And oh, what would that feel like? What would that be like? And what would that visualize? And what would that, you know, we, we flow into it and we take the inspired action towards it. But a lot of people, unfortunately go, oh, I love that. Oh, I can't do that. Well, I already tried that before and that didn't work. Or who am I to, or too many other people are doing that. Or we talk ourselves out of it. And it's like, there's obstacles that we place in it. One is ourselves, our own self-imposed obstacles to why we think we can't have it. A lot of times we say, especially for spiritual, oh, well, that's too materialistic. And that's what the popping of this book came through is I was having a spiritual experience of expansion. And then my mind said, well, that is so materialistic. That's why this book subtitle, if you're ready for this, is how to embrace your materialistic nature to reclaim your full spiritual power. Because when we understand energy and we understand really what it's about, everything here that's material is also energy. And if everything is energy and everything that's energy is spiritual, how can the material be bad, right? How to embrace the fact that you want a bigger, beautiful house. How, how to embrace the fact that you want a luxurious lifestyle. How to embrace the fact that, you know, yes, these are things I'm talking about, but also what about connection with a divine partner, connection with a partner in general, having a family? It's a material thing that happens, right? It, it, it materializes in our form, but is that one good and one's bad? Is a baby good, money bad? Well, who says so? Our own programming. Because don't we kind of need money to live? Isn't that a, a spiritual experience of, you know, 
being able to create the things to live our experience and to, you know, if you want to take a trip, you need money, right? If you want to go to Sedona and go on one of your soul adventures, people need to pay their resources. They need to pay money, right? If you want to just, if wherever I'm, I'm so blessed. I live, you know, not even two hours away from Sedona and it's one of my favorite places in all the planet. It's just so fantastic. So I can just get in my car and go, but not a lot of people can. They live in different places. They got to get on a plane. That costs money. You want to eat today? That costs money. So if money is materialistic, is that bad? No, because in order to create more money, you need to energetically be attuned with it, meaning you need to be in a vibrational match to it. Law of attraction is giving you what you get, whether it's you're repelling something from you or attracting it to you, then it's all a spiritual experience. Well, and we are of the material. We're in 3D reality. Everything about us is about material. And so using that to expand into the spiritual makes nothing but sense. And I've always kind of thought that the idea is about that materialism is bad and keeping people from their desires and all of that is just pretty much the powers that be, no matter who they are, <laughs> wanting to keep people down and not have them really move into their full manifestation. Because when people move into their full manifestation of freedom and love and money, and it doesn't matter what you're talking about, that can be a little threatening when everybody can move into their own pure wonderful. So I love it that you're, that you're talking about this and, and that you have the, the, you know, basically the spiritual wherewithal to talk about it. So, so taking out the guilt part is an important piece. So talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, whatever emotions come up, it, we don't push against it. We feel it right? That's energy mastery. It's understanding that, whoa, I'm having a thought that's creating an emotion that's telling me that I need to worry about this, or I need to fear this, or that I can't have it. And then I should feel guilty, right? Any of those, if, if we're looking at emotions on a sliding scale, right? All the emotions I've described that feel bad are based in lack. They're not of the divine, the divine that gave us that desire is not vibrating in the place of guilt or shame or worry or disappointment or any of that. That's lack. The divine is vibrating on the polar opposite side of excitement and joy and fun and fulfillment and love and passion and all of those good feelings, because that's what the divine wants us to experience in our life. We're here to thrive and to feel good. And yes, we are in 3D reality. There are things that happen. I mean, you know, even if someone has a, and it doesn't exist, but a quote unquote perfect life, right? We're still going to experience loss, whether we have an animal or a partner or a parent, or as you know, we experience loss, but to not let that loss define who we are and let that be the, you know, the place where we no longer live our lives to process the grief, to process the anger, the sadness, whatever comes up in the way of grief. You know, the things that we go after and don't necessarily achieve, right? Processing that disappointment. I mean, we are here in this human experience and to process all of it, to feel all of it, you know, not to resist any of it. And so when we feel guilty, 
it's important to let ourselves understand or shame or whatever it could be, anger, disappointment, to literally go into the belly, which is your emotional body. Whenever we feel something, if we're really paying attention, it goes right into the gut. And then we have this visceral you know, experience. It actually takes about 90 seconds to process the emotion if we really just allow ourselves to feel it. And then we can have a different perspective. Then we can change into a different energy. Most people close down around an experience, like, you know, guilt, for example, you feel guilty. Well, what happens when you close energetically around an emotion, it's like a caged lion, right? It like goes around and and it creates a vortex and it gets very loud energetically. And we start attracting from that vortex. That's why so many people are like, I watched the secret. I've meditated. I've done the affirmations. I've done the vision boards. I've hired the coaches. I went to therapy. I've done the workshops. What is going on is because they're denying the fact that, you know what? I feel guilty. Okay. So feel the guilt, feel the guilt, let yourself just feel the guilt of it. Let yourself process out and then choose how you want to feel instead. Now, one of the things that I love that you talk about in the book is that we all already have an energetic relationship with anything that we desire. So will you talk about that a little bit, explain it, and, and maybe give some ideas about how people can enhance that for themselves? Yeah. So when we have that, ooh, moment, right, it like comes in and we go, ooh, that's already manifestation. We think a manifestation is the guy in the bed, the money in the hand, the money in the bank, the house that we're living, the car we're driving, the business that we have client, whatever, you know, we think that that, but the minute energetically we feel something, that's a moment we already created and started that relationship with that desire. We just need to keep the momentum of that energy towards that particular desire moving and not block it. So if we're thinking of everything as like, you know, energy, and it is, and think of it as either flowing or, you know, bounding up, think of like a flow, a fast moving river, right? It's like that idea is like a fast moving river that will go before you. And as long as you start flowing with that energy and not dam it up with thoughts or emotions or anything else, right? You're in the energetic relationship with it. But here's the thing to know, even when you go, oh, I can't have that. That's not right. That's material. That's, you know, I'm spiritual, right? You still have a relationship with it. You can't not have a relationship with it. You've already thought of it. It's already in a thought process. You already have it inside of you. So by pushing against it and not allowing yourself permission to have it, you still have a relationship with it, but it's not a very good one. It doesn't feel good. It's not a divine relationship at that point. It, it's an imprinted condition relationship that you have with it. So how do we flow with it? It's all the principles that I talk about in the book that the council talks about in the book. It, it's really aligning with that energy. It's, it's taking all the bits and pieces. And when you, when you know these, these principles, they go really fast. It's not like each principle takes a week to you know, process, right? It's like when you, un we go deep with the principles so people really understand what they're doing in the manifestation process. So each chapter is a principle. So the principle of alignment, right? You're feeling that, ooh. And then it's like, well, we have this thing called a mind. And, and what, where do we focus? If we're focusing our mind on what we don't want, 
then we're out of alignment with it. Now we're creating a relationship with it we don't want. But if we're focusing on having it and using our mind that is very creative, like that, that visualization, right? We're now we're really creating a relationship with it. We're getting neurologically the, the imprints in our mind with it. We're seeing ourselves living in it, driving it, being with it, you know, have whatever it is. And, and it literally creates the momentum, right? And it's like, now you're expecting it. Now it's like a different, it's like your heart is open. You're like, this is what I expect. Nothing else is going to happen. This is what I'm expecting. And then after that, it's like the, the principle of having it is so important because now you're in resonance with it. Let's go back to that scale of lack versus abundance, right? Most people realize they want something, get a desire, and then they stay stuck on the fact that they don't have it, right? It could be a partner, for example. I really want a life partner. I don't have it. Where is he? Where is she? You know, when am I going to find? And the energy and the focus is on the not having, well, you're still energetically having a relationship with that person. It's just in the lack of him or her or it or they or whatever the, you know, the desire may be. So it's up to us to focus our, our mind on that, expect that, and then feel it. Because if we're in lack and we're not feeling it, we're feeling the absence of it. We need to get into the feeling place, the having of it. So we're a vibrational match to it. I like talking about that in terms of staying in excited expectation. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that one of the principles is joyful expectation. You, know? so you have to get excited about what's coming. You can't right. go. Oh, exactly. That's not going to work no. out. You know, you have to right. go, this is going to happen. This is happening. Oh my gosh. I love the feeling of this. Right. Exactly. So. I love that this was channeled by the council. So for those who didn't didn't see your first interview with me, tell us about the council and who they are and how you connected with them. So the council is a very high group of ascended masters beings. Um, they they literally are just so funny and unique, and um, they they're here to help us as human beings learn how to master our own energy. And, and they're, it, it's just, so I, I've been working with channel, you know, beings. One of my first teachers was a channeler. And so that, when I first started meditating, opened up to my spirituality, it was like, that was kind of like the new normal for me, right? Having someone channel for someone else to be like, what? You have a whole different consciousness that comes into you. That for me was like, okay, this is what we're doing now, right? And so for the past 25 years, that's what I experienced. And as I went along, I, I would attract to me other channel beings like Abraham Hicks, for example. And so I would study their work and I would go to their workshops and I'd do all these things. And meanwhile, working on my own, my own journey and manifesting my life and creating my own career and downloading books and, and all that sort of thing. And I want to say it was about six years ago, five, six years ago, all of a sudden, um, maybe even more now, um, I started having these things happen where my body was being taken over. And I'll give you an example. Like I would be back then we didn't have zoom and I would be on a call with a client or I would do, be doing a teleconference as a group. 
And all of a sudden my hands would go up and I couldn't put my hands down and, and they would get like really fiery. And I could see, it was like, I could see this vision of the person in front of me and the person I was in Montreal, this woman is, was in Seattle. And she says to me, did you just put your hands around my neck? And I'm like, I did. And I can't put them down. And she's like, well, my neck has been killing me. She didn't tell me that. And, and then as soon as my hands were done and they went back down, her neck felt better, right? Or I would hear things like kind of shocking things that they would tell me, but it was so super clear to tell this client this. And one of them was, I'll never forget this. They said, tell her she needs to go to a doctor and get her hips checked. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell her that. And they were like, tell her. They were persistent. And so I said, okay, Barbara, don't kill the messenger. But they, I didn't have a name for him at the time. They are telling me that you need to go to your doctor and get your hips checked. And she's like, why? My hips don't hurt. I'm like, I don't know. They're telling me that. She did go to her doctor. She had cancer in her hips. So these things kept coming back to me and going, whoa, when I listen, there's a result, Right. When I, all of a sudden my hands, and then my hands started going up regularly. And I'm like, I guess I'm a healer now. I, I don't know what's happening, right? And so I came, came out of the closet. All right, I'm a healer. I'm an energy healer. And um, people were getting amazing results by that. And then I got this vision one day. I was driving on the freeway. I had to pull over. And I got this vision of like who this council was. And it, it's almost like if you can imagine from our human mind, like the highest ascended masters, like of God, like that close. And I was like, what? I mean, I literally had to pull over. I'm like, what am I seeing? They're just showing me this visual. And, um, and in that moment, they said, create sacred circle of light. Okay. What is that? Sounds good. <laughs> can I join? <laughs> right. It sounds nice. And it, and it's like, on Zoom, I mean, they gave me the create on Zoom clients. They come every week. They get their healings, you know. And and I'm like, okay. And I did it. So we were having these weeks where I think it was like seven seven ladies were there, and going on for a couple months. And really amazing things were coming through. And on a day I'll never forget, it was my son's birthday, September seventeenth. Um, all of a sudden, the last lady that went they, they weren't clear. It was like a bunch of them were talking to me at once and I, I couldn't hear them. And I even said, I'm like, I, I can't hear you. And then I, my consciousness went out. I could have sworn that my consciousness literally was like over the chair like that. And when I got the recording back, I was straight up. I had an accent, you know, my, my mannerisms completely different. And I knew what had happened, but when I came back in, it was like they, all the ladies were crying. I'm like, that's never happened before. I mean, it was just incredible moment. And uh, we've been together ever since and everything in my business has pivoted. I don't even do coaching anymore. It's all Christy and the council. And, you know, we, we teach a program called quantum energy mastery that they also downloaded about two months into channeling with them. It was like the directive of this is what we're going to do. This is how it's done. You know, it was like, I, I like this. <laughs> Keep, keep giving this stuff to me. It's free. So, well, I just love that. And I'm just so excited. Can we bring the council in? I love it that you're willing to do that and to let our people experience that with you. Sorry. That's oh. my, dog. <laughs> my dog is excited for the council. As yeah, well. right. Usually I put him in the other room and I do not have him lay down. Honey. Oh. That's okay. 
lay down. Okay. It's, it's just more real. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, he's, he's been doing super good the, these past like week of hanging out with me when I do my, uh, my stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll just let him hang out. So he'll be fine. Yeah. He's fine. Okay. He likes the council's energy anyway. All right, here we go. We are here. Hello, dear one. Hello, I'm so happy to have you with us. We are happy to exchange with you. Did you have specific questions for us or did you want us to just stop talking? Because we can do either way. I don't really have specific questions. I'd love to have you tell us what you feel is the most important thing for all of us to be aware of or, or to know at this time? Well, we would say that the most important thing that all of you know is that you are energy and you are physical. And it's understanding a skill set, a, a mastery that most human beings have not gotten to in their consciousness. When, when you look back in time, this Christ consciousness, the one that everyone called Jesus of Nazareth, the, the Christ consciousness, he was a fully embodied human being with the understanding of who he was and what his power was, and he understood about energy. And even all the way back then, even though a lot of his teaching had been shifted and manipulated and misunderstood, really, that is what he was trying to share, is what counsel is now trying to share, is that you are powerful. You are a creator. You are infinitely loved. You are adored. You've come into this physical life experience for the fun of it, for the joy of it, for the creation of it, for the amusement of it. And you all have the power. And to remember who you really are. Yes, you are physical beings, but what is breathing you is the divine. The divine is beating your heart and the divine has guaranteed that each one of you have your own treasure chest. Each one of you have your own treasure chest above your heads and no one can take from you. You can never run out of it. It's not something that can be borrowed and never returned. It is literally your own energetic treasure chest. And as you were discussing with Christy, everything first is energy. It all is energy first. A sum of money, clients, a lover, a house you're building, plant, a dog. All of it is energy first. It's the creation of what you draw into, attract into your experience. And most humans have forgotten it. Most humans have fallen asleep to it, never to wake up. And then you have people like yourself and Christy that have been on a spiritual journey, have been learning more about mastery, have been learning more that there's so much more here than just the go to work, eat dinner, go back to sleep, go back to work, raise the kids. And without the joy, without the, the fun and the zest of desires, because desires 
are life-giving desires well let's just put it this way nothing starts nothing gets created if there is not a desire first you must have some form of a ooh, like she was saying a desire for something in order to have the energy starting to move and it is in those moments of receiving the desire that you then become something more than you are today and the fun of it is the physical human gets to benefit from the extra money or the house you're living in or the car you're driving or the relationship you're in or the success or the abundance or the well-being or all the other things. But it is the divine that is interested in fully embodying and living life through a conscious creator, which is all human beings. And that's the fun of the human being when they start to realize that they are more than who they think they are. So for most people, this is a stretch because they see life as difficult. So what do you feel is, is maybe the simplest way that people can start looking at life this way and, and instead and releasing some of these old thoughts that they have, uh, that they can't have what they want. Well, not to be a book pusher, but we've put it and coalesced it into a brand new book that is releasing and it's called The Desire Factor. It, it really is a good place to start because it really breaks it down for you, each of the different elements that you need to align yourself. That's the first place you have to start. Well, how do you do that? We break it down from thoughts to words, to emotions, energy mastery of your emotions. We really have given through the one you all call Christy and through her generous stories of creation, uh, some some are not so. Some some desires that were given to her that she followed did not manifest. But again, it's not about the end manifestation. It's who she became in the process of it. We say, get it. And when you do, you get to be with us in the month of May to learn more from us about these principles. So we would say this is the first place to start. So would you talk a little bit about some of the other principles that are in the book? I know you just mentioned aligning and that that is the first one. Well, let's talk about action because oh, you, you human beings like the action. And action is actually the very last principle that we talk about in the book for a number of reasons. Number one, because you are the action takers. If you look at the fact that you are an energy container, if we were going to, if your human self were to go out and take a hose and put water on your concrete, the water would seep into the earth. There would be no container for it. But when you go into your backyard and you dig a hole and you put a pool there and now you put water in it, now you have a container. Just like if you were going to go to a water faucet, turn on the water, the water continually will go down the drain until you take a container and put the water in a container. Now you can carry the water around with you. All of you physical human beings are an energy container. You are a container for the divine. And in understanding that, because you are in your container, you are the action takers. 
Now, don't be fooled with what action means, because when you put yourself in alignment, you are taking action. If you were to go into another room and meditate it, you have picked up your body, put it in a chair, on a bed, on the floor, wherever, and you've taken the action to close your eyes, do some breathing, do a guided meditation, you are acting, you are taking some form of action. When you find a thought that doesn't feel good and you decide to choose to think a different thought, you have taken a mind action, but an action nonetheless. So you are the action takers. The divine cannot do that with you or for you. It can do it with you, but cannot do it for you. And when you are aligned and you work with all the different principles that we talked about, action is actually the very last one because you will, as you are in alignment, be inspired to do something, whether it is to get up and meditate, to call someone, to write an email, to write a book, to get on a stage, to do a call, whatever it may be, you will get that inspired action and then you take it with the fullness of who you are not holding anything back because when a lot of times people work very hard, but they're not in the fullness of themselves to be able to move towards their desires by the action they're taking because half of them is in resistance when they're taking the action. So take the, if you're going to take the action, take the action with the fullness of who you are connected with the divine in you. So many people believe that being materialistic is bad, that it's evil. You know, the whole thing from the Bible, money is the root of all evil. Actually, in the Bible, it says the love of money is the root of all evil. But will you talk a, a little bit about that? Where did, where did those ideas come from originally? And I guess my biggest point on this is what you are saying is that having these desires going with these desires is actually more in connection with the God energy. Yes. Yes, dear one. Well, let's just put it in. We have a couple of things we can go, go at this, but the first thing we'll say is if you think of your journey of music and how you consume music years and years ago, it was a record. And then perhaps it became an eight track and then it went into a cassette tape. And then it went into a CD. Now, most people, when they want to listen to music, they ask Alexa or they download it on their phone. Everything is digital. Just in the realm of what has been literally upgraded and movement, just in your music, the Bible is based on the past and based on an interpretation in the past. It wasn't originally said, it is the love of money. It was greed is the root of all evil, not money. But somewhere along the line, from one printed version to an X, greed got removed and it became money. So we always tease Christy and say, let's really screw up people. Let's make, let's make them just all nuts. Because you need this thing called money to eat, to live, to tr transport yourself, to provide for your children to put clothes on your back the, the necessary essential things that you need as a human being but in this thing called the bible they have it's the love of money that's the root of all evil wait isn't that split energy 
I'm supposed to get this thing so I can eat, but I can't love it or appreciate it, which love and appreciation is the manifestation ray and it's the energy of full alignment anyway. So I can't love and appreciate this thing called money because it provides me food and shelter and a comfy bed to sleep on and all the other wonderful things that it brings and provides for me as a resource from my divine because it says in this book that everybody thinks is the thing that we're all supposed to follow. It is money that is the root, the love of money that is the root of all evil. No, it is not. It was greed. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And so I just want you to, to kind of say again, because I want to have it really implanted with people that it's joy and happiness and going with our desires that is really connecting us to the God energy. It is, dear one, because what the part of you that gives you the desire is the deeper part of you. Christy shared a story the other day that really was uh, the first time she ever shared it. And so we always feel like if she shared the story, we can too, but we'll share it from different perspective. When, when she was a young girl, and she was in seventh and eighth grade. She would, wanted to be a cheerleader and she tried out for cheerleading and she never made it. And something she desired, no big deal. There's no reason you have to analyze why. She just really liked it. And so when she was a freshman in high school, she went to a freshman orientation and out comes the Palm Girls. And in perfect unison, they are dancing together to a song that she liked. One of her friends was the palm girl. She just, oh, wow, I, I want to, she turned to her mother and said, I want to be a palm girl. And her mother said, just be, don't be disappointed if you don't make it. Okay. But the desire was there. And so here she is in her freshman year. She got caught up with um, the wrong crowd and she was kind of a burnout and, and the group that were known as the stoners, those were her friends that she hung out with and she was headed down a, a bad track. And then she heard about the tryouts because when you're a freshman, you cannot try out for the palm line. It's just for sophomore and above. So she heard that the tryouts were coming, but what she also heard was that you needed to be average and she was not there. She didn't care about school. She was a C student at the time. That desire to be on the palm line got her grades up. That desire for her to get her grades up and go try out and do the best that she did got her on the palm line, palm palm line. And that was a completely different trajectory. She was, she could have easily been talked out of by her mom, don't be disappointed. The fact that she tried out seventh and eighth grade for cheerleading and didn't make it. She tried out for other sports too, softball, volleyball, tennis, didn't make those either. She could have easily let those experiences not let her and the disappointment that she could have. But this with desire was bigger than her. And because of that trajectory and because of the friends that she made and the people she was with and the athletes that she was associating with, Two of her friends that were in that group that were the stoners, one of them no longer is in physical carnage. She was murdered by a drug dealer and another one became a crack whore. We are not making this up. It is true. So wasn't that a big spiritual awakening for her through a desire to get her on a different track that she listened to? Those two other girls wanted to do that too, but they figured, eh, so let's just make fun of it. 
and they made a hard time for Christy as she went off to her new friends and her new life. And they went on a different trajectory. Now, she decided to listen to that desire. That's what desires are for. They are life-giving. They are little spiritual breadcrumbs along your physical trail of which way to go and what to do and how to be and how to learn. Desires are life-giving. They are literally creating a connection with the connection that you have with your divine self. Well, I love that so much. Thank you so much for being with us. Very grateful, dear one. Thank you for what you are doing to add more light to this human experience for many. You are all infinitely loved and adored. Be well. So just allow yourselves to just kind of receive a nice dousing of light as I get my way back into my body fully just receiving in a beautiful wave of light and energy thank you council thank you that was so wonderful (laughs) they're pretty amazing do you remember anything that that goes on when you do the channeling they told us the story of you wanting to be a (laughs) pom-pom Oh, that's funny. I shared that the first time, I think yesterday on an interview. Well, they, they said, they said that since you already said it, they felt like they had permission because you, <laughs> so they it. didn't want to feel like they were telling any stories out of school or anything, but, but what an interesting story. And then just everything that they were talking about and that our desires are just so important and it's what we have to be following. Yes. Yeah, when, I love I mean, it. Even if they, the thing I've learned, which, you know, kind of thought in my mind, because I was a coach and, you know, and taught mm-hmm. manifestation for so long that that desire has to manifest in order to be the success. And a lot of times, you know, the desire just leads us on a trail and in a way and who we become, you know, getting, getting the desire is great, right? But when we don't to be able to process the energy, because that that journey led us to something different. It led us to a different perspective. You live in Sedona, right? Led us to a different peak. (laughs) Right, Right. exactly. Well, Christy, thank you so much. As usual, it's just been fantastic to be with you. Thank you so much. And I really want to um, tell everybody to get your book. It's fabulous. It's exactly what we're teaching here too at Sedona Soul Adventures. The whole idea of your desires, following your excitement, the things that you have to do to unblock yourself. So we're so on the same same wavelength. And I love that so much about your teaching. And the book is just, it's really fantastic. Oh, and then I just saw this morning that Shirley McLean has recommended the book. How did that happen? So my literary agent is friends with her assistant second you know fabulous yeah and so um Shirley couldn't provide a testimonial or endorsement because she's you know uh, she can't do that under contract but she definitely recommended it so I'm I'm touched because I love Shirley she's just amazing oh yeah absolutely that was so it was so funny and and talk about coincidences of course there's no such thing as coincidence but her email went out this morning that uh, mentioned that and and I read it and I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna be with Christy this afternoon so (laughs) 
I love it. It's so cool. Oh, so great to be with you again, sweetie. Thank you so much for all that you do. Oh, thank you so much for having me and all that you do. Looking forward to uh, connecting in, you know, real time next time I go to Sedona. I would love that. Thank you, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Meeting the Masters, a production of Sedona Soul Adventures. If you like this program, rate, review, like, and share.